0: Welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. I'm Mary Colbert.
1: And I'm Don. Hey there.
0: And we are continuing today. This is our last podcast on stress less. Um, We're just having so much fun here in the studio. Adalie is our producer here and she's in the window and she said she was just sitting there just a belly laughing over our last podcast. She goes, that was just a funny podcast to me and I thought good good that's what we want we want to bring more joy and laughter and people can learn you learn you know Don people learn more when they're laughing
1: absolutely and so many people are with people who are complaining criticizing murmuring grumbling and you can't activate your joy you need to be around joyful people in order to have joy and to have no less stress we can't get out of stress but we can learn to cope with it by activating gratitude and joy and thanksgiving but there's so many people i call them joy stealers and we're going to identify some of these joy stealers today because if you're around joy stealers guess what they're going to steal and rob your joy and your energy and your peace They're going to snuff out the light that's in you, and we're supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth, but there's so many people. When you walk in a church and you see all of these people murmuring, complaining, criticizing, uh, full of strife and all of this, again, they're going to steal your joy. When they steal your joy, they steal your peace, and they get you stuck in stress, so that's why we have to identify this. And the best scripture for this, I think, is Psalms, of, Psalms 1. It tells us, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. The scornful. So many people are sitting in the seat of the scornful, and they're, fi- they're finding fault-finding. They're murmuring. They're grumbling. They're complaining. And as a result, they're infecting others with this. I tell so many people that murmuring, complaining, strife is like an infection. It infects others. But what it does, it infects your emotions. It robs you of your peace and your joy.
0: You know, Don, I have met people, and actually we have family members that are like this, that if they aren't creating a problem (laughs) and stirring up some sort of mess You know, that they just can't handle everything being peaceful and happy and joyful. They create things to get things started. I mean, those are people you just have to avoid. You're just going to have to avoid them at all costs because it's like some people thrive on drama. You know, some people thrive on they drama, do. And if drama isn't happening, they create the drama.
1: Exactly. And right. then
0: next thing you know, and those are the joy stealers. Those are, are the ones that are the joy stealers. And you're just going to have to identify them. And one of the things I remember you used to say years ago, I can identify a joy stealer by like a rattlesnake's rattle. They have a whine. They begin whining, complaining, fault-finding. Your murmurs.
1: You can hear the whine. You can hear the whine. You can
0: hear the critical spirit. They come.
1: When you hear that whine, Mary, caution is like the rattlesnake and its rattle. There's a joy stealer nearby when you can hear the whine. The whine is alerting you: caution, caution, your joy is about to be stolen. And now what's interesting is the Word of God tells us, and you say, well, why are you talking about the Word of God? I want to hear science. There's nothing more important and more eternal than the Word of God. Philippians 2.14 tells us, do all things without grumbling, fault-finding, or complaining. But also it says in 2 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, and all things give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We're supposed to be thankful in all things, not for all things, but in all things, give thanks. And it's interesting that Paul said in Romans 8, all things work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So instead of getting in the murmuring, grumbling, complaining, criticizing, A group we need to get in the Thanksgiving group, the gratitude problem
0: solving group. You know, this is my philosophy. If someone comes to me criticizing something or someone in a situation, they're criticizing fault finding, running somebody down and they're they are approaching. It's a very negative situation. It's it's different that you I'm not against identifying a problem. Because I don't believe you're supposed to pretend if there is a problem that it's not happening. I'm not one of those. I don't believe that you can't identify problems when they exist because we should do that. I think that's sticking your head in the sand and then that creates a whole nother set of problems. What I'm talking about is when you realize there's a problem and you're going to go talk to somebody else about it go to them with the attitude of let's find a solution so i tell people in our office people who work for us if you're going to come and criticize someone in the office or criticize something that we're doing don't do it unless you have a suggestion to be a problem of solving the problem if you can't bring a suggestion to solving the problem you've just added stress to the whole situation So people ought to be praying about a situation, if it's negative, if a person's negative or a situation's negative. And you ask the father to give you some ideas of a solution. So when you come to your boss or you come to your husband or you come to your children with a correction or whatever it is that you're dealing with, that is stressful, stressful situation. If you don't have a solution that you want to bring, it may not be time to bring it to the attention of the person. You may want to hold off. You may want to just hold off until you feel like you have a really good suggestion. They may accept it. They may not. But at least you're coming in a more helpful situation. I mean, I know there, there was recently a couple that was going through some stuff Instead of allowing her to just criticize her husband to me, I would, as she was talking, I would approach it with a solution. You know, let's look at this on a solution standpoint. I'm not joining in with you on your criticism of your husband. I'm not going to do that. I will not join in criticizing someone else without feeling like, well, let's look at this and let's find a solution. If you're not if you just want to gossip and just be somebody that people like that one preacher says a trash can Mm -hmm. and you want to just let someone dump their trash in you. Well, don't be a magnet to trash. You know, don't don't be a trash can. This goes
1: back to also if you don't have anything good to say about someone, keep your mouth shut or keep the lid on your trash can. And, and don't be one that's wanting to spread strife, contention, offense, because when you do, it's kind but of it's like stress. Inf- it, it creates <laughs> tremendous stress, but yes. it infects others. Right. Strife and offense is infectious It is, and it spreads and it's like a canker, like a cancer. And that's why the word of God teaches us to not have any offense, to let, let all offenses go. And of just love one another as he loves us.
0: And you know what? If if there is somebody that has offended you or you feel some sort of offense, you know, you got to exercise what the Bible says. But if that person doesn't know anything about how you feel about them, if that person doesn't have any kind of knowledge that you uh, don't like them or they did something to hurt you and that person is absent of really knowing it. Don't go to them and unload on them. Say, oh, I need to ask your forgiveness. No, you just deal with you it. Bury you, it. bury it. bury it.
1: And just ask forgiveness. Bury it. Just, Let it go. Right. It go.
0: Don't go dump your junk on that person because now they're going to have to go deal with it. That's not godly. Yeah, that's but we're not getting into deadly
1: emotions. But again, oh, what we want to next. do. Yes, that is really important. <laughs> but what we're trying to do is give you things that people have developed a habit, a thought habit that's creating stress. And one of the biggest Mm -hmm. ones is worry and fretting. And when people get stuck in stress, they're usually worried or anxious about something. And again, the way to slam the door on worry is to practice mindfulness. Now, this is real important. We're going to teach you how to do this because if you can do this and practice gratitude and again, get some exercise, then you're going to slam the door on stress.
0: I'm telling you, Don, that I, that is what's huge right there, mindfulness, because... People are worried about next year. Exactly. They're worried about What's going to happen in the news? The news. They're glued to
1: the news. Uh, Pipe in unbelief all day long. And
0: that is just a stress magnet right there. Exactly. We
1: turned the news off many months ago. Yeah. And so let me just explain mindfulness, because if you can get this concept, you're going to break free of stress and worry as long as you turn the news off. Turn on the good news or watch some Christian news and just get small doses and don't stress out. Okay, now mindfulness means letting go of any thought that is not related to the present moment and find something to enjoy in the present moment continually. Now Jesus taught this in Matthew chapter 6. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus said, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Now, again, they didn't have TV back then. Now we have news coming in that that comes in literally every minute of the day from around the world. And you got to turn that stuff off because the news that sells is generally bad news. It gets you worked up. It gets you stressed. It stimulates your stress response. But Jesus goes on to say, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his statue? So why do you worry about clothing? And again, Jesus just went on. Again, this is mindfulness. Enjoy the present moment. Now you say, well, how do I do this? Well, I teach people how to practice mindfulness. by uh, I spend a lot of time with my grandchildren now, Timmy's my youngest. He's eight years old, and we play. He comes over to the house in Texas, and the first thing he does, he gets on that swing. We have a tire swing that's tied up to a big old tree, and he gets on that swing, and he just spins around. He just loves spinning around, loves for me to push him on the swing and spin him. And the first thing he does, he loves that, and he's laughing and giggling when he's spinning. He gets, he gets lightheaded. He gets off that swing and barely walks. And then when he comes in the house, he loves—and we've been playing this game for how many years, Mary? Probably four years, the tickle game, the tickle chair— he gets in Papa's lap, and that we call it the tickle chair. And then I tickle him. He starts laughing. And then what he does, he wraps himself up in a blanket, so I can't tickle him. And he wraps that blanket real tight, so I have to pry that blanket and off. He loves of him.
0: the challenge d- of you prying the blanket off to get to his underarms but he to gets, tickle him. He
1: gets me laughing. I'm yeah. laughing. He's laughing. Well,
0: spending time with children. Period is it's a great distraction if instead of looking at it as a chore if you look at children and watch how children are just carefree and they no stress is in their life and i love you know jesus unless you become as a little child you'll no wise enter the kingdom of god and so what you want to do is you want to practice that carefree attitude of you know the children just they don't keep a record of wrong they don't keep constantly rehashing i mean they'll do it for a moment with their brother or sister and their fight and stuff but you know teaching your children to let it go and go past it just being with children is such a healthy thing so even if you're not able to be with your grandchildren or you don't have children Go to the nursery, volunteer in the nursery at your church. They're always in need of babysitters and caregivers in there. And I mean, you talk about having fun, go into the kid's room and help out in the kid's room. And that's just a good practice for everybody. If you don't have children, you're not around children. You need to be around children because they are a reminder of the kingdom of god being just carefree
1: absolutely so i'd encourage so you
0: volunteer at your church for one sunday every now and then would be with the kids
1: uh, i have to tell you this story this happened yesterday to a patient who came in she is a godly woman in her 70s and she came in and one thing that came up is uh, about 6 or 7 years ago her husband died of non-hodgkin's lymphoma and he was undergoing treatment for it and then uh, he was at a major university ongoing treatment. And they thought they had it controlled. But then the doctor came in one day and they said, your bone marrow has failed. You have no white blood cells, no red blood cells. You can't get a stem cell transplant. And they said, you have seven days to live. Wow. Now, if you had seven days to live, how would you spend those days? Would you be eternally minded or would you be temporally minded? And that's how we almost need to think nowadays. But I think
0: with, I'd give myself a going away party. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, he literally <laughs> within seven days, he was dead. Now, again, he was born again. I asked the, the wife, I said, was he born again? Yes, he was born again. He knew he was going with Jesus, but he was shocked that he only had seven days to live. And so when we can approach life with eternal mindedness, we can start practicing mindfulness And we don't worry about these things we don't worry about someone did me wrong song we don't worry about people spreading strife and gossip and all this stress it doesn't matter and i have one friend of mine andrew womack who i I love and he tells about he pulled into church and we had a brand new car and this one lady rammed into it accidentally and had a big old, you know, dent in his car. And she was so upset that she had done this. Andrew said, and I love Andy because he's just this way. He said, it doesn't mean a thing in the world to me that you dented my car. Now it it's would have upset things. me. It's just a thing, he it's said. Just and again, that's because Andy is eternally minded. We need to get our mind on Jesus. And when we take the six months to live or one week to live test, I love the story about alfred noble now most people don't know this story but it's one of the most powerful stories to get us eternally minded now in, 19, in 1867 a swedish scientist named alfred mobile he invented a powerful explosive dynamite he invented dynamite it made him a very rich man his invention also became a staple of many of the weapons of war In 1988, he awoke to find his own obituary in the morning paper. He read in horror the obituary, which was titled, The Merchant of Death is Dead. It went on to say that Dr. Alfred Noble, who became rich by finding ways to kill more people faster than ever before, died yesterday. But the newspaper reporter had it wrong. It was not Alfred Noble who died, but his older brother. But not many of us get a chance to read our own obituary. In that moment he decided he would no longer he would change what would be remembered about him. And later he went on to establish the Nobel Prize. Now no, now we weren't we all know the Nobel Prize. There's many Nobel Prizes that are the most esteemed prizes for research in the world, but Nobel had said earlier that every person should be able to rewrite his own obituary on how he's going to be remembered. Hardly anyone remembers that Alfred Noble developed dynamite. They remember the Nobel Peace Prize, the Nobel Prizes, because that's what he wanted to be remembered for. But we need to be more eternally minded. We need to focus our mind more on eternal things and if you take the six months to live test or the seven days to live test it'll start directing your focus on the things that are most important in life.
0: Don, you know, the word of God originally said that a man's days would be 120. That was the original Mm -hmm. promise. And then it, of course, went to the three score and 10. And if by
1: strength. It could At be
0: 10, 80, 80, correct. So then it goes to 70 to 80 as the promises. Uh, well, what's you know.
1: interesting, the average lifespan of a man is 76.1 years. And for a woman, it's, uh, it's 81.1 year. So again, mm-hmm. again, we are living longer today than most any other time in record. And that will may actually become even longer, but still, we do not have the answer for the diseases like Alzheimer's, for most cancers, and, and for many heart disease. So again, we've got it, it's it's a lifestyle. It's closing down stress, and it's learning to crucify our flesh and giving the body what it needs and not what it craves. You give the body what it craves. What does it crave? Cookies, ice cream, sugar. Lots of carbs, lots of foods that literally invite disease into the body.
0: Right. But when you think, let's just say 80 years. When you think about 80 years in the space of life, measuring time, you know, since the 1500s, the 1200s, the 2000 years, 80 years is nothing. nothing. It's a breath.
1: It's a breath. That's why Paul said life is but a vapor that appears for a short time and vanishes away.
0: It that is nothing. Nothing is nothing. And so to spend whatever daylight time you have worrying about things you can do nothing about it's a waste. is such a waste of a life. You know, your life is God's gift to you. What you do with your life is your gift back to him. Don't give back to him nothingness. Don't offer back to him nothingness of worry and and stress and things that mean absolutely eternally nothing. Don't do that. Put your life into the things that matter. Your children, your family, your church your community and
1: just like reading bible stories to the kids and that's one thing that our children our grandchildren are not getting that we got right was was, you know they went to bible school or sunday school we don't have that nowadays church is 45 minutes to an hour and boom they're gone So most kids know nothing about Adam and Eve, nothing about Noah, nothing about Samson, nothing about David and Goliath, nothing about Deborah.
0: I'd like to see, you know, too, Don, to help people with coping with stress, since this is our talk, I'd like to see the churches open up the altars. I mean, open the altars like they used to and give people time to come down to the altar to cry and weep and and repent. And repent. repent, yes. But... Learning to cast their cares over to the Lord. Exactly. That's where a lot of people used to do this. We have mental illness that has just gone through the roof. And part of the mental illness is worry and stress and the cares of this world is creating a lot of this mental illness. But when the churches used to be, you know, Wednesday night and Sunday night, they open up the altars where people could come down, and they would be down there two or three hours and not running the people out the door in ten or fifteen minutes. Folks, I'm telling you, you talk about having an outpouring in your church and a, uh, aiding in this great awakening that we're in right now. If you're a pastor and you're listening to this podcast, I want to encourage you. Open your altars. Open your altars. I'm telling you, because that is needed. And pray for your people when they're they're sick,
1: even with depression and anxiety and stress. Get them to give all their stress, all their cares over to the Lord. People have forgotten. They don't know how to cast their cares.
0: Yeah. And literally that what they'll do is they cast them and then.
1: They pick, they them, pick back them
0: back up They <laughs> bring them back home, you know. But I know that there are people you're living in some situations that are, are not laughable. I get it. Some of you are living in situations that is just unbelievably hard. I don't want to be insensitive to you because I know there are real life issues that people are dealing with. The Lord wants you still to know his joy You can know the joy of the Lord in the midst of whatever it is you're going through, because the only word we want to leave with you is no matter what it is you're in, no matter what it is you're walking through, it's temporal. It's not permanent. There will come a day it changes. It will not remain. It will not stay the same. I'm telling you, it will not stay the same there will come a day that you will look back and this will be a memory and it will be past. Remember that just remember that this is just a phase of time that you're walking through and just keep your hope and your eyesight on him and know that he will bring you through it. He's not going to leave you in the middle of it to sink. He's going to bring you through it. And I really believe that as you keep your eyes on him, your mind on him His promises and you just walk and he will keep you in perfect peace. He really will if you practice this.
1: Right. Now, again, one of the best themes that illustrates this is Luke, the apostle. Remember when we watched that during the days of Luke, when they would put Christians up literally and light them on fire and they would literally be martyrs for Christ back then. And they would literally have Christians that were living in houses like a bunch of Christians together Mm -hmm. to avoid the Romans. Well, again, Paul, again, he's taught us how to do this. And he said in Philippians, he says, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. There's that gratitude. Let your request be made known to God. And then. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep or guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Well, he, also the word says in Isaiah twenty-six three, He will keep you in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Him because you trust in Him. So again, He's promised us that peace. It's His peace if we're in Him, if we're abiding in Him. He's the vine; we're the branches. And He's also promised us in Galatians five twenty two: the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, and peace, and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And these are the fruit of the Spirit that literally when we become a Christian, these are part of our Bill of Rights. This is what we are endowed with as Christians, but we have to tap in that by spending time with Him. And so many people are spending too much time in the news or too busy, and literally they don't spend time with him. And that's where the peace of God comes, by spending time with him, and especially in his Word.
0: If you've enjoyed our podcast, would you please do us a favor and share it with others? Don't be a dead sea. Don't be a dead pond. Share the life with others around you and those that maybe you don't know how to witness to and share the gospel you can always just point them into a podcast and say man you probably really enjoyed this podcast you just never know what hook the holy spirit will use to get into people to bring them into the light of his love be an attractor to the kingdom of god do that you need to just You do it about a restaurant you love. You do it about a shoe you love or clothes you love. Um, You can do this about sharing our podcast with others and tell them to go to drcolbert.com. And when you do become a partner of Dr. Colbert and my, our ministry, it's simply when you get on auto shipment of any of our products that you have there that we have, and we have Don has formulated a lot of them. And of course, one of the things he has in dealing with the stress is his hemp oil and people love it, love it, love it. It helps you in coping with stress, but remember to share our podcast with others and get them to listen to it. And hopefully we bring some sort of enlightenment to you and joy and spread the love, spread the love by spreading Dr. Colbert's podcast.
1: Okay, God bless y'all and walk in divine health and the peace of God. We'll see you next time.